Hello, Mike Check. What's poppin'? What's good? What's going on? Yo, what's crack a lacking? It's eleven. Uh huh. Not the time. <laughs> Not the year. I don't know what I'm saying, but it's episode 11. <laughs> oh, okay. I was trying to figure out where you were going with that. Yeah, I don't know. So welcome. Yes. Welcome, everybody. To Jay Suarez Casino. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, terrible. What the Holy crap. My mic just came out Can't of Can't even thing. get my intro out. Okay, I'm sorry. You good? Yep. You good, fam? Good, man. For those not watching on YouTube... I encourage you to watch it on YouTube because there's a lot of shenanigans that go on on camera so many. that you can't hear. Yes. Well, you can't see while listening to the podcast. No, my mic, uh, I just went to go grab from my mic and literally the whole like holder just came out whole the table. contraption. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Ah, yes. Welcome. Episode 11 yes. of the Terrible Reception Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you being here. We want you guys to comment, like, subscribe. I did that this time because, you know, we usually go really far in uh-huh. and it never happens. Like. Until like 45 minutes in. Like. Common. Common. <laughs> like. <laughs> comment. Subscribe. Yes. Turn on notifications. And turn up. And leave. Wait. Yeah. All that good stuff on YouTube. If you're on the way to work. <clears throat> Have a great day. If you're coming home from work. I hope you had a good day. I hope you had a good day. Yeah. I hope you're like going to get your favorite dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you didn't already have it, I hope you have some friends and some family to look forward to going home to or going out to. Eat some Chick-fil-A in my, uh, in my uh, carb memories. Yes. And if you're about to go to sleep, we're very honored that. You chose us to put you to sleep. Yeah. But but, <laughs> pa- but pause it right now and replay it tomorrow morning. Yes. Because we don't want you missing anything, you know? No, no, no. We have very valuable information for you guys. You definitely don't want to doze off or no. sleep on us figuratively or, bang. you know. Yes, yes. So we did the YouTube, right? Yes. Okay. So leave a review. Leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. If that's the route you choose to go to or Spotify. Now you can actually follow a podcast. Yes. I noticed that this morning. Hit the follow button. Yes. Search for us first. Don't search for any other ones. You'll get a ding when we got some new. Do you actually get a ding? Yeah. Oh, I mean, some people. My phone's always on silent. You get a ding or something like, you know, like a little. uh, They let you know that, you know, your favorite Mm -hmm. subscription Yes. Has just dropped some new material. Yes, sir. You know. We try to keep it entertaining for you guys, right? Yeah. So that's the whole spiel. Remember to heart us too mm-hmm. on Spotify. And um, I guess we could get started, right? Yeah, man. Episode 11. Let's do it. I am Jay Suarez of and Benetton Music and One Eye Photography. And those. I am Richard Roger Copier the Third from, oh, from France. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. This is Parlay. We're not kidding. Time. No, you I'm not kidding. France. That was my whole government in French, but <laughs> it wasn't even wasn't it even French. It was just with a French accent. No, it's French. Okay. Richard is Richard. Oh. Roger is Roger. Roger. And Copier is copier. <laughs> Xerox machine. Roger sounds mad funny because it reminds me of uh, 
Doug? Yeah. No, I was going to say you look kind of like him, but no. I was just going to go, killer tofu. <laughs> throwback. Throwback. Hope you're listening to this on the third on a Thursday. This will be a throwback Thursday. Throwback. Today is February. How do you say 28th. February? Febrero. Febrero? <laughs> Where's that extra R come from? I don't know. Febrero. Febrero. There you go. Febrero. <laughs> the 28th. Or in French, février. Février. <laughs> Sounds like a cheese. Oh my God. You have a weird so, thing about my name because. Uh, which one? Well, copier or copier? Copier. Because I had this principle that uh, I used to eat my hummus sandwich during school lunches. And he used <laughs> to come so up. so unsatisfying. He used, it was. So he used to come up behind me and he used to like start rubbing hey. on my shoulders. Hey. And he's like, hey, Xerox, how you doing? I'm like, this is so awkward. He's like, who packed your lunch? I'm like, my mother. She's like, looks good. Yeah. I'm like, nah. You know what else looks good? <laughs> you know what else I want to pack? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Inappropriate in the first uh, 10 minutes. I like it. But uh, I guess we can get started now, right? Let's get started. You like haven't, we haven't already <laughs> begun. You have any topics you want to discuss? Uh, there's plenty of topics. Okay. Uh, we don't have angry train anymore. Apparently, we have rude ass airplane because. <laughs> Yo, what the hell? It's like mad random. I hear that in the background. I don't know if they hear, but question for you. Yeah. Do you think this February, since we're on the last day of February, February? Is that how you say it? Feb February. Yeah. It's kind of like <laughs> I don't know. Tomato, tomato. February. Some people like, you know how they say debt. Some people like debit. <laughs> oh, God. Who says debt? Oh, I know who says debit. <laughs> debit. Um, do you think this February mm. goes down in the history of the worst Black History Month of all time? It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Going from our boy Jess, Jussie to it, R. Kelly, the whole R. Kelly situation. Just everything, man. Well, the R. Kelly thing was like in January, but now he got arrested. You know so what? That's the, a plus. But, but that's not fair to black people to just be like, okay, you got a month and then you suck for the rest of the year. And it's the worst, the shortest month of the year, too. I know. It's like they had it, somebody playing, somebody, I don't know, like black people, if you're listening, just like with everything, just fucking take it back, man. Take like, black history year. Take, take black history every, like forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's how it has to be. You never hear it's like, white people appreciation month you know it's like that's kind of whack like there's so many whack things that make it more awkward for black people to be honest you know mm. what i'm saying like it's good to recognize the black community and all the great things they have uh put you know uh or have contributed to our history and everything else but it's kind of like after a while it's just like I don't know. I feel like there's like this, um, like make Timmy feel special thing about it where it's like, it's almost degrading. So I feel like, you know, um, it should be a norm just like anybody else where we show appreciation where we should, or like we should show credit where credit's due. And I, I think like, you know, to just, you know, just give these little things. It's just, I don't know. It makes it awkward for black people. And I think, for everybody else, it keeps them in a space, like on a stereotypical level. Mm -hmm. So if there's a way that, uh, 
I don't know, the black community or all communities all together, just find a way to start like, you know, not not getting rid of appreciation or recognition, but like stop making it so, I don't know. They try to like handicap people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not about it. You still haven't answered my question though. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I think it was a pretty bad one. That's what I'm saying. But it's I just like, wanted to go into the, the things that happened in February. Yeah, like I know it was just bad. Like it, it was it was bad representation of black people and there's so many great things that go on throughout the rest of the year that don't get recognition. It's just because, oh, that's cool. Like it it should be normal. But then it's like, you know, it's like you waiting for your enemy to fuck up. And I think that's how people treat it. So it's like there's stupid people all around, you know. People fuck up all the time, but like they they have to associate it with all black people. Like I would hate that. Like, you know, I mean, it happens anyway, but it's like, okay, a white kid shoots up a school and now it's like everybody's like, okay, white people are all of them are crazy. You know, so, you are. Huh? I'm pretty crazy in my own. Show me that picture of you and your brother when you were like younger. You look like you'd shoot up a school. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> yes, yeah, because I wore like turtlenecks and sweater vests. My mom put me in and then she gave me like that like kind of comb over type of thing oh, is there fire in the house ah uh, so we talking that heat hey talking that heat. Uh, uh. so uh let me see did you hear about this ynw melly guy ynw melly i haven't heard so i've been hearing about this guy uh-huh uh social media it's a couple weeks old okay where the gentleman is being accused of murdering his two close friends mm. and making a song about it. Not surprised. <laughs> so this guy made this song mm-hmm. about murdering the friends he just murdered. Oh my god! So I'm guessing they are using this against. Why does it sound like a very happy song? You know what doesn't make sense? Mm-hmm. And I'm really tired of it's just like these rappers make songs. Like, would you ever think that like El Chapo would be making a record talking about all the things he does or like the actual like, you know, like uh you know, real gangsters back in the day? It's like snitching on yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it just I it's not gangster to me to like go in the booth and then like put down a melody like that. It's like kissing and telling. Yeah, like no real man that shoots and kill people like goes down. And he's like, <laughs> like it just that's not hard. Like I don't care you who see the you video. Are. He has like a big snake in his hand. Right you might now. be psychotic because like that's something the Joker would do. <laughs> the Joker would be like, I just burn well, a children's the, the, hospital the and he's like story, oh, just you know like the story is that he apparently suffers from schizophrenia or something like that mm. yeah so well, i'm not with it. it i'm not with it i don't think any real gangster can um put together a melody like to me like <laughs> like 50 cent might be able to beat somebody up like real bad or like might shoot somebody but at the end of the day like you still by default if you end up being like a rapper or making 21 questions you're like like all thugs can have hearts and stuff, but like at the end of the day, you're not really, really gang banging. You just you're, so you're saying that anybody that can hold a melody can't 
kill anyone? Well, they're they're talking not like not that can hold the melodies. I mean, okay, like they did a whole they did a whole news report on like uh, what's the Mexican gangs? Something something MS thirteen MS thirteen. They talked it's a about Salvadorian like gang, I think. yeah they they like I think it's like I don't know but more Colombians or something like they Salvadorian. have Salvadorian Salvadorian. Mm-hmm. So like they have um, you know, they sing melodies and they do trap music, and they actually kill people. It's like males and females, but it's a very underground just to let other people know that they're coming. It's more communicative. But I'm like, still at the end of the day, like you never watch like, like a Scarface movie or like you've never watched a documentary and they're like, you know, in between time, you know, Italian mobster Blase Blah would hit the studio in between killings, and it's like. I don't know. I just can't. I can't take you seriously if you're like making a song like that and telling me you killed somebody. It doesn't. It takes away your credibility and your like your, your hardcoreness as a gangster. Like I don't know. You know what I'm saying? His video makes the song even funnier. That guy just sounds like he gives away great hugs. Saying <laughs> he definitely look, doesn't look like he gives good hugs. It looks like he smells. I don't know. I didn't, and he hasn't watched his head in, in days. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I brought that up to is the, the house, house is burning on fire. Yeah, basically it's Should on we fire. Be concerned. I don't know. I just feel like the show must go on. <laughs> it's like that that dog. The, the yeah, the dog. house is burning. This is fine. This is fine. Take a sip of my coffee. I hope you guys are enjoying. <laughs> um, that brings me to a little segment that I wanted to do real quick. Okay, called. Do you love bananas? White man. No, that's coming later. Oh, Jesus. White man reads Takashi lyrics. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm here typing Google, on Google, white man reads. Okay, hold on. Is this an so, actual thing? It is now. Oh, my God. Because I was listening to a song yesterday or two days ago that one of the kids that I work with listens to. Yeah. And I found the lyrics pretty funny. And um, you know what? Uh, I don't remember the name of the song, but. I was going to do a different one, but we can go with Takashi. Okay. Because he's the most popular one. That should be interesting. <laughs> so are you going to like send me the lyrics or something? I'm going to pull it up here. Okay. And you're going to read it in the whitest boy, whitest voice you can possibly whitest do. Okay. And see how it comes out. And if people like it, we will continue. Damn, I like. I feel like I'm not going to do it <clears throat> justice because I don't know some of his melodies. I just it have doesn't to matter. That it makes it even funnier. You don't need the lyrics. Apparently, this was produced by Scott Storch. Oh. <laughs> so it's partially white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he speaks on instrumentals. Nice. Okay. Um, how do we do this? You can either Should put I it just up, turn it around. You can turn it around or put it up uh, there. It's up to you. Oh, let's do that. Bring it up on the screen. Let's do it. Okay. <sighs> so the song is called. Can you enlarge this, please? Wondo. Or Wando. Can you like zoom in on it? Like double click or something? Can I? I don't know. I thought you can like zoom like that. I'm not going to zoom like this. So let's see how zoom. this goes. So in in the meantime, in between time. Now like Takashi, now I think about all that stuff. I'm just like, again, I won't even say a waste of talent. Just like he's a young guy. So it's just like you wasted your life. You could have been on top. It can again. It's but he's somebody that like actually sang in gangbang, and it's just like to me, it still doesn't make sense. It's like, it's like no credibility. Okay, let's just. Can you I read can, that? I'll zoom into it. 
So whitest voice possible? Yeah. Like your Richard Roger voice. Okay. And go. Shorty, don't you clap back the dick. <laughs> hey. Don't read the ad libs. <laughs> don't clap back on the dick. Bitch, when I hit that, do a split. When I hit that, I can't read. See, I have like, this is like when you're like, at you the, have glasses. I on. know that's the worst thing. Because the thing is, from my side, I have the reflection of the light. Plus, like, it's like, it's mad glossy. Glossy. You're going to bring it up in notes or something? Yeah. So it's like, I know I Hold keep on. food. We're going to run this back. I'll oh, see. It looks like he said, I keep food on me. Notes are even smaller. I know. I don't know why they'd be so small on there. It's a huge freaking screen. Yeah, I know. All right, just go back to the other one. People right now are like listening. They're like, this is boring. <laughs> can't you even enlarge. You can't even enlarge it. Stupid Max. Can't even do anything. It's all right. I don't even have Microsoft Word. Shorty, don't clap back. No, that's even smaller. <laughs> I'm gonna, let's start over. Run it back. Here we go. Shorty, don't clap back on the dick. Don't clap back on the dick. Bitch, when I hit that, do a split. When I hit that, do a trick. Shorty, don't clap back on the dick. Don't clap back on the dick. Bitch, when I hit or do a split. When I hit that, do a trick. I know I... What? You know I tool on no, me? No, I keep you a tool, You know I keep a tool on me. I come in the room. I might have to move on what? What's that last word? I am? On him, man. On him? Damn, so I can't blind. see. I know. Scoop with a zoom. Fuck around and boom, homie. <laughs> I stay with a broom on me. What? A broom? That's what it says. For what? I stay with a broom on me. I like to sweep. Better move, homie. (laughs) For you found homie. (laughs) Okay, that's enough. I'm done. (laughs) That was embarrassing. That didn't go as good as I thought it would go. No, no, it's horrible. So that was a white 6'9", everybody. Dude, (laughs) I know I'm white, but I... We have have my friend, GT. He would have killed that because we, we used to call him, what was, it, what was his nickname? Wasp. Wasp Peterson. Wasp Peterson. He yeah. would go into this voice and. Uh, white, Ang- white Anglo Saxon Protestant. Protestant. Yeah, white Anglo Saxon Protestant voice. He was very. Uh, he was very good at that. He was very good at that. Sounds like he's wearing a sweater vest every day. <laughs> Mr. Rogers style. Yeah, exactly. Ned Flanders, holla back. Ned Flanders. Ooh, ooh. So, um,. One of the reasons why I brought this up is because um, I wanted to see if maybe we can go into a little, uh, a little more on the creative side for okay. us, gotcha. since we've released one song, okay, and we're on our way to release another song, yeah. possibly a third, in about a month. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I wanted to see if we can break down our gangster lyrics. That's cool. About uh, you know, killing people and walking around with brooms. That's what we do. Yeah, man. So, do you have your lyrics for uh, Resonate? Yeah. So, we released Resonate on the 12th of February. So, it's been circulating for two weeks or so, almost three. Just about. And um, we've been getting good reviews uh, on it, good feedback. 
So, um, and the thing with us is that we've been, at least in the last two to three years, we've been trying to find a balance of commercial and uh, simple yet complex lyrics. Meaning that we've been trying to not dumb our stuff down, but make our stuff more digestible to Mm. the average listener. Plus, have the lyrics a little more complex for those that actually enjoy lyrics. Yeah, we, I mean, um, basically, Jay and I, we have this saying, we like to put the pill in the applesauce. And it's Mm -hmm. basically like when your grandfather or your child is being stubborn, sometimes you got to put medicine in their juice box. You got to put pill in something sweeter. So we kind of like use modern trap drums or things that are commercially acceptable and we still put like our spin on it. So like we love to still have very uh, conscious raps. We like to have, um, you know, topics about love, topics about life, topics about relationships and experiences that we might have. And like we combine them. So, um, yeah, so we... You know, we've been, yeah, dumbing down is like, like I guess like a bad term. Because yeah, it sounds negative. It sounds negative. So, you know, we, we're simplifying. We're, we're definitely simplifying mm-hmm. um, our, our ideas and our subjects for the masses. So, mm-hmm. But yet not selling out at the same time because exactly. I feel like if you are the average music listener, you at least enjoy the, the production. Mm-hmm. And maybe the melodies and flows. Yeah. So we've been doing a lot of melodic stuff. It's so. always hard for everybody to love everything as a whole. And even if they think they love everything as a whole, a lot of times people don't pay attention mm-hmm. to the subject. They listen to the beat, or they don't like the beat, but they're like, "Oh, I love that the subject was so tough." You know what I'm saying? Right. It's hard to catch everything. Yeah, man. So we've come to terms with the idea that we will not satisfy everybody. Yeah. But um, especially with this new track that we uh just about to wrap up. Cause it's a little more aggressive than people are uh, accustomed to listening to from us, mm-hmm. but um, it's called the lyrical contact is on there. It's called the garden, mm-hmm. and basically, uh, it's really no. We're not gonna talk about that yet. Okay, we'll talk about it when we release it. Okay. But resonate. I wanted to talk about resonate. Gotcha. So resonate's been circulating for a couple weeks, and um, for those that don't dive into the lyrics or don't care to ask for the lyrics because a couple people ask for the lyrics but we haven't put them up yet but mm-hmm. i've been so busy with everything but i feel like uh-huh. this one is very straightforward like i'd be mm-hmm. surprised if anybody had trouble to understand what's going on mm-hmm. but you know well my i guess the the rap verses are always a little more complex okay um um especially what you saying though <laughs> no, no no i'm not saying no, okay, that because okay. <laughs> i feel like singing stuff is more easily digestible because it's um it's melodic right it's melodic number one number two there's not a lot of words going on mm-hmm. especially in this song um because um what carries the whole verse is the melodies mm-hmm. and um so the words are easier to understand um there was actually an interview with um what's his name uh who's uh who's the other guy from canada um uh, super popular bieber no, no, he had a, he had a, also a hair transplant. He does a lot of Jamaican and R and B. Tory Lanez. <laughs> like, how do you refer to Tory Lanez? The, uh, the other guy that got a hair transplant. Yes. Yeah, so, Who was the first one? <laughs> yeah, I guess he was the first. No, I thought Safari was the first one. 
what he did. Yeah, see? I think I'm they did it around game, the same time. Bro, I'm up on game, so. I think they did it at the same time. Tory Lanez was having an interview, and he said, like, most people don't really care about what's going on. They just live for the melody. They don't care about mm-hmm. lyrics, so. Yeah. But we, 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 as creatives, take pride in constructing complex verses with mm-hmm. really good topics and really good concepts. Yeah. No, the reason that nobody cares anymore is because... Because there's so much thing, so much shit going on. Yeah, it's easier for other people that don't care or not good at doing those things to get in. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. So, and I guess that's another reason why I asked you to read the six nine lyrics because it's like, what is he saying? He's not saying anything. <laughs> exactly, but people gravitate towards it, which yeah, is weird. It doesn't but matter. It's like I could yell at somebody, and it's like okay. It's literally here at the end of the song. It says DVDs, porno tapes. A DVDs, porno tapes. DVDs, porno tapes. Do you beat your meat to a porno tape? Hey. People buy it. This is lyrics. And you guys are buying it. Congratulations. You played yourself. You played yourself. <laughs> so, um, long story short, let's uh, go into breaking it down. How, I know. how did we start the creative process? Um, basically, um, I started the beat one night. Um, the funny part about it, it was kind of like, it was a four four beat. If people know about you know music theory and stuff I like speak that. in layman's terms. All right, so the beat was just like you know, um, it go if if a beat was going boom 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 boom, like it was just it was a, in a four measure. The thing is, I just had the clap not hit on where the clap usually hits on the second like loop of the rhythm. I don't know. It just had a vibe. I, I put a swing on it. Um, mm-hmm. I got really nice chords, and usually with me with a beat. Um, you know, I, in the studio, I have these different colors behind me. So like I was on a blue vibe and like, you know, they call it synesthesia when you like, you kind of like associate colors with, you know, um, the music that you hear. So like, I saw a lot of blue in this track and it being blue as well. I felt like, you know, it had a sad vibe to me, even though it was dope. Like it sound sounds very, uh, swaggy, but also sad. So, um, I was cinematically piecing it in my mind and um, usually I export the beat and I'll have melodies come to mind and sometimes through the mumbling or the melodies like it's it's funny it's just like your conscience working I feel so like I was like na 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 you know and like I heard like like it was like da 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 so like sometimes I work as an artist off of like if I hear da 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 da, like to me that da 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 is three syllables worth. So like, I've turned that melody into words. So it'd be like, like it was like, tell me does it resonate? You know what I'm saying? So like, that's how I slowly piece it together. And then like the main word of the whole song was resonate, and I started building off of that concept. So, you know, um music and like sounds that usually resonate off walls or through this or that so i kind of like took that concept and i made it into um the perspective of somebody that's hurt somebody else like if you've been somebody in a relationship where you've done somebody you know done an injustice to your partner or you've been the one to cheat or you've just like haven't been giving the person attention it's kind of like from that perspective and like you're asking the person like does all the hurt that i've given you like resonate within your mind does it resonate within your heart 
So like that's basically the concept and I'll let Jay explain like, you know, we were coming up with ideas for a video already. Mm -hmm. So it was more like, you know, all those we had different images and like I don't know if you guys peeped the um the project cover mm -hmm. or the uh, uh kind of single artwork, but it's kind of like a picture of a moon over an ocean. And to me that was it. It was like very nighttime vibes, very blue. And I think that it matched uh, the concept and everything else really well. So, mm -hmm. so go into the breakdown of your verse real quick because okay. that's basically what I asked in the beginning. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, no, you told me how how did how did the vibe come along? Mm -hmm. So, um, I was like, for resonate, the first lines are, "I know you, tell me to die, as I'll do." for all these lies so i mean that's pretty self-explanatory like you know in my head i had the uh, the girl or the person in the relationship like i'm saying like i know you tell me to die like or like you're telling me to go to hell and i feel like i will for all these lies that i've given you um can you take on my sins giving up like i've given up on trying to cover up my my wrongs i'm just like like can you can you live with my sins being in the relationship like whether i was cheating or just doing us wrong and i said i leave you hopeless falling up so like you know um when i leave somebody hopeless i feel like it's almost like you're dying already and falling up is like you ascending into heaven but like you're just dead like you don't have anything to live for anymore and then i said i saw the deepest part of you given to the sacrifice so it, what I'm trying to explain is like when somebody's really in love with you, they give you the deepest part of themselves, the most exposed part of themselves, the deepest part. And I, you know, they they sacrifice a lot to be with you. You know what I'm saying? So like even they're, they're dealing with your late nights out or this or that. That was explaining that part. And then it goes into the hook. It says, but tell me, does it resonate in your heart? My faults. So, like, does it continue to echo inside your body and your spirit how much I messed up? And, like, it's kind of like that idea, like, once you crinkle a perfect piece of paper, it's never what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? And then the last line uh, for that, and um, I'll never forget the pain I placed within your eyes. So, you know, when you're encountering that moment when you break somebody's heart, there's like you can like like you know they say the eyes are the window to the soul you can see that you just broke them that all those things you spoke about like having no hope everything was perfect to them like you were a great person and you're just being like okay this is all the dirty things i did so after that i know it goes into your verse yes this is my verse hope you guys so when i got this track um I think you already had the hook down, right? Yes. You had the hook down, and I think you had your verse done. And then you sent me a snippet of like some melodies that you came up with. Yes. Which I was a big fan of. Yeah, the I was kind of like, I was coming so, up with like rap flows. Right. So I, I got the flows, and I was like, I kind of like the beginning of this. So I kind of went off that vibe of the of the flows and i fit words to it exactly so yeah. you you send me something and literally like mumbling things yeah, yeah and uh 
and I go along to those particular flows and those mumbles and I fit words to them exactly how I heard it. Which I always find fascinating because I'm yeah. like, Jay literally doesn't leave out any, any type of melody, melody or yeah, mm. like syllable from the melody. He just, mm -hmm. like, he really puts every yeah. word to it. And I was a huge fan of it. And I think I mentioned in either the last episode or the episode before, I was having a difficult time because when I write it, when I write things, I, I have this inner voice reciting it back to me, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm reciting my verse and when I'm finally done, I recite it to myself and I'm like, yeah, it sounds perfect. But then when you do it out loud, that's like a different story because you have to control your breath, uh, control your delivery. And then sometimes that throws you off and you have to adjust your verse according to how... Yeah. Your breath goes. It's a little complicated with writing and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. but it's very true though. Like <clears throat> I've I've noticed that. So, uh, with this song in particular, I was having a difficult time with the drums that you had mentioned earlier, because the drum pattern was a little different from what I was accustomed to, because they would kind of go off a little bit. Well, that's the thing. It's like I told you, like the clap is on mm -hmm. the one in the beginning, but then it's like on the two. On right the end. so that kind of threw me off a little bit so when i was reciting the verse i loved the lyrics so much that i was determined to catch it exactly how i imagined it mm -hmm. so when i was reciting it i was having a difficult time staying in pocket and not sounding off beat because that's mm -hmm. one of my pet peeves of hearing a song and seeing Somebody's how off. how hard we go at trying to be on point mm -hmm. with the delivery of lyrics and when we hear somebody that's off beat yeah. not gonna mention any names yeah tatiana no, we, we we always discuss that there's like people really going hard out here yeah it's like it makes no sense and people gravitate towards it but it is what it is you know anyway i digress but anyway so with, with my verse um i go on to say living with the best the you hard bigger the smart thinker to invest in you i'm hard-headed and skulls thicker so basically um, and also another thing that I do with my verses recently is that I try to make it more relatable in the sense that I'm talking to a particular person mm -hmm. and I don't make it gender, gender was what I'm looking for, gender specific. gender specific. So this can go to anybody, whatever gender you are. Break whatever. it, break it down, break down, like go a little slower on the first line one more time. I was going to go into that. So this isn't gender specific, so it can be relatable to anybody. So I'm not saying her or him mm -hmm. or whatever it is that um you go by um so the first opening lines is living with the best of you heart bigger the smart thinker to invest in you i'm hard-headed and skulls thicker mm -hmm. so basically i'm with this person mm -hmm. and um obviously we're going through our little conflicts mm -hmm. so when i say I'm hard-headed and skull sticker is because I've spent all this time investing myself into somebody that I didn't feel like it was going anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I'm living with the best of you. Mm -hmm. So we had our good times mm -hmm. and my heart got bigger. Mm -hmm. But as the smart thinker, as I invested in you, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm hard-headed. Mm -hmm. So that's where that conflict is. You love this person so much, but um, it's hard to let them go, mm -hmm. basically. So... Uh, I go on to say Armageddon love. Armageddon love, eagles got much bigger. Me walking on thin ice, her walls thicker. Mm -hmm. So Armageddon love is basically what it sounds like. It's like a toxic explosion of love okay. where it's like you love and hate just as hard. Okay. So, and then uh, the eagles get much bigger. Obviously, when you get comfortable with somebody, you're, you tend to kind of, 
cross those lines sometimes. This is like a resentment stage. Right. So the egos get bigger. So rather than, you know, apologizing, especially during conflicts, rather than apologizing, you, you swallow your pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, the egos get much bigger. And then basically me walking on thin ice um, is basically what it sounds like. You walking on thin ice, you're, you're, you are conscious mm-hmm. and kind of safe with the words that you're using during a conflict and wall sticker is basically when somebody puts that guard up basically so mm. uh so the plot thickens the moon rises mm. the moon shining on her bare body now who's vibing smooth timing but see something's off can you chime in mm. i hear silence and see nothing but the blue horizon as she drifts off so the concept that we we both came up with for the end my verse is basically somebody that's going through a tough time in a relationship and I'm reciting to her like listen this is what's going on this is what happened and this is the route that we're going and then the the other person on the receiving end is having a tough time processing this and when we mentioned the whole blues and that's the the vibe that you were going with on the song we mm-hmm. kind of imagined somebody that was having a difficult time processing this and kind of just basically in the middle of nowhere maybe on a beach or something like that and kind of just like decompressing or maybe taking the extreme route Mm -hmm. and you know ending their life maybe i don't know it's kind of like uh one of those uh interpret the endings as you as you wish yeah because we go we go on to uh words like i come back in after jay's verse and i say drift on Mm -hmm. uh oceans of tears you've cried made to drift on Mm-hmm. So I feel like you've made this person cry so much that now they have an ocean of their tears that like almost like they either drown themselves on or they drift away from mm-hmm. you on. Like, cause it's like, you know, um, between land and home and stuff like that, we have oceans, we have water and water at the same time, kind of like it's very, water can be healing and water also like, you know, I don't know if you guys listen to like Jay-Z and Frank Ocean um on watch the throne they had a, what was the song called uh it, it it left my mind but you know they basically talk about how water always regenerates itself always cleans itself so for me like when somebody cries or this or that that's like your body it can't take you only oceans no you have like a threshold of pain so the like it's called ocean it's called oceans so basically they're talking about like you know um it's very metaphorical but uh, with that line, I'm like, yeah, oceans you've cried or, you know, the tears you've cried are oceans you can drift on. Mm-hmm. So basically that person floats away on their own pain. Like you're not even there for them anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I said, uh, the moon, the moon's light on the tide, you know, kind of directs you. And um, that's that's something where the moonlight, you know, uh, at that point, just it's the only thing that's lighting up your life. It's the only thing that's lighting up the scenario, even though it's mm-hmm. dark around you. So kind of same concept, even if you're surrounded by darkness, you light a match, mm-hmm. that match lights up the room. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing with the moon. It kind of like saying you went from hopeless to just follow that path if you see it. And sometimes you have to be in an ocean. You don't know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's like the whole concept mm-hmm. of the, the track because we go back into um i guess the hook the Mm -hmm. repetitive part of that it's probably it's Mm -hmm. basically simple but that's the idea of resonate sounds simple but yeah (laughs) there might be things that that go over people's heads when we uh you know break it down but we will be coming out with visuals 
So mm-hmm. like everything we're talking about, you guys will have, you know, a visual perspective and yeah. something to enjoy on that end. Yes, sir. So that is resonate. Yes. Go over to your uh, music streaming service. Yes. And stream that or purchase it if you we can. We are on Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. Um, a lot of the times, if you guys hear our song somewhere, uh, you can always Shazam it. That's another great feature we have. And right now, if you want to show love to us, please hop onto your Instagram um, stories and you guys can look up our music. If you guys type in Benetton, which is B-E-N-A-T-T-O-N, you guys see it in the corner of our screen all the time. Type in Benetton. You'll see songs like ours called Elevated come up. You'll actually see Resonate come up. And if you guys can tag us at Benetton Music while having our music playing, or like if you're listening to it in your car on the way to work or wherever you're going, please give us a shout out. Like, you know, um, we just want to spread awareness about our music that's what we strive for at mm-hmm. the end of the day so amen yeah. so i want to go on to a topic about something that really grinds my gears what's that so going past the music okay i want to talk about photography let's do it and how stupid people are especially how, when they add filters to your photos how oblivious they are to what is going on on their timelines Soon we're going to have to break it down to the psychology of why most people are stupid. And how people choose to ignore mm. the fact that you as a family member mm-hmm. do something mm-hmm. exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. And you as a professional mm-hmm. in a particular profession mm-hmm. go above and beyond for your customers. You know what it is? Most people don't pay. Uh, we live or we work in very detail oriented jobs. And most people are oblivious to detail. Mm-hmm. Some people could be in the same room as somebody they know. And those are the type of the people that just don't take that extra two turnarounds to see who's in the room and they don't pay mm-hmm. attention. It's not even that. I'll get even worse. Okay. Actual family members. Okay. And if you're watching this, you know who you are. <laughs> you're probably not watching it. No, because they're Considering where I'm going with this. Oblivious. Actual family members know what we do as a profession. Mm. And it sucks that, and it's great too, that your friends support you more than actual family members. Mm-hmm. And that's sad to me. But I appreciate it happens. all my friends that support me yes. in everything that we do. Because this is not hard. A lot of people... I mean, this is not easy. I said this is very difficult. Uh, when you are self-employed. We pick the worst. Not the worst in a sense that it's a terrible job to do, but no. we've picked the most difficult jobs in the industry to monetize. Off of. Yes. Yeah. So basically, a family member posts something on their Instagram looking for recommendations. Hmm. For wedding photographers. Mm, ouch. I legit put the hand emoji like, hi, hello, waving. <laughs> and then I'm breaking it down where they're asking me questions like, oh, we need uh, four people there. I'm like, my G, 
we don't show up with less than four people. I always come through <laughs> with the team. And our, our turnaround is ridiculous. Yeah. I There's mean, people that don't get photo- photos or videos six months. I and was, we do what? Like a month? Maybe three weeks? We do, we do almost like the longest we've ever taken, I think, is two to three months because we've already been busy with mm-hmm. taking care of several clients. Mm-hmm. But and it's not even because of the photos. It was more because of the video. Yeah. Because we, we will work on it together. We really like to put together something um, cinematic, something emotional mm-hmm. between the music and everything else, like the cuts. But be- that's besides the point. Like I was talking to another client about weddings and I said, you know, unfortunately, um, we usually get third people in the family that are tired of getting really bad photographers because these bad photographers are messing it up for great mm-hmm. photographers in general, right? Because these bad photographers you get people on their virgin wallet. Their virgin wallet says, yes, I'll pay $10,000 for your photos, right? And then it comes to people like us, you know, who actually get the job done because these other people hire these people. Horrific photos, mm-hmm. a lot of duplicates, doesn't capture the essence of the moments of mm-hmm. the day. None of this. Doesn't group people together, doesn't. Take, go the extra mile doesn't go the extra mile they don't give packages the way we do like where you have mm-hmm. teams of two videographers two photographers drone you know drones we have you know 4k quality we have everything we edit a we ton edit. of photos anything you could imagine right mm-hmm. so the crap photographer gets ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars then they come to us and we usually have our asking price which is a little below ten thousand dollars because it's still a wedding this is one time you know i mean for not people for some people it's not one time but Mm -hmm. it's a very important um ceremony for a lot of people very important i think it it was more also that this was one of our first few actual gigs and we're still trying to kind of prove ourselves Mm -hmm. uh so we don't want to highball it yet but since that day uh we've jacked up the prices quite a bit yeah and and the thing is because we're giving people quality uh the the playback value to other people and how they can present it to everybody they love Mm -hmm. that's what's most important the thing is you know i have a lot of discussions with i would say my mentors and they're always like what are you doing like Mm -hmm. how are you supposed to make a living when you're not you know setting your price to what you do right because i see the quote-unquote professionals that everybody has hype around the name because they do it they've respectfully been doing it for a minute mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that they have a super dope style all the time mm-hmm. like they do it by the book but we're really giving somebody you know the people mm-hmm. our clients something different so yeah. then it puts a lot of pressure on us too because it's like in particular the last wedding we worked um i was working with um so like you had mentioned is one photographer, one videographer mm-hmm. uh, goes with, well, you haven't mentioned it yet, but we have two, two photographers, two videographers, and then we split the team up yeah. with the girls and with the groom, uh, the groomsmen. Yeah. We right. want full coverage of the wedding the whole right. day. So once they're getting ready, um, the whole process of the getting to, uh, getting themselves together for the day. Right. Mm. So I was with Sam, uh, who we mentioned a couple, uh, episodes ago, um he was doing photo he was lead photographer and i was doing video no i was lead photographer well in that room he was there was no other photographer photographer. (laughs) (laughs) um so again the the pressure is on us because this family had a shitty photographer Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. who charged a ton of money. First time around. For crappy photos. Yeah. For a different family member. Yeah, different family. But the, their first, you know, their first wedding that they ever had within the family. Right. That's what it was. So this guy put us our taste in their mouth, basically. So as I'm in the room, I'm with the guys and one of the guys, you know, very um outgoing individual goes, mm-hmm. don't give us no shit photos. Mm. And I'm like, okay, uh, that's not what we're here to do. Yeah, because it's, it's it's like you can't even. I mean, on a professional level, it's not even in our uh, character to respond to yeah. anything like that. But at the same time, like, what are you gonna say? Like, mm-hmm. you know, because anybody is gonna tell them before. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, we're the greatest. You know? Right. So then he goes on to explain the whole situation where they paid ton of money for this photographer. He got shitty photos. Um, to the point where he was like, we had to whip out our iPhones and take photos. Yeah. Because we didn't get any uh, photos with family members, yada, yada. So, Which most photographers that buy a camera end up looking like they shot it on an iPhone. Right. So we don't want to toot our own horns, mm-hmm. but we're going to toot our own horns. That's it, man. <laughs> I'm going to toot our own horns. Yeah, no, pull the but, trigger when you have but to. But us as creatives, we feel we're not just taking photos. Mm-hmm. Like we want people to be amazed by the product that we give them because at the end of the day that's what they're going to look back on and if you give them shit quality they're going to have uh shit memories of that particular day you know what i mean no we we try to both jay and i try to say everything as humbly as possible but sometimes you have to give yourself credit because we've been in the game and i feel like whether it's music photography or anything else we've always been underrated Mm -hmm. uh we've always have you know people within other fields and our field they just you know they're not trying to put us as first choice and that mm-hmm. comes with competitive nature mm-hmm. that comes with the weird politics in this game it just comes with envy and everything else that you could have mentioned that, that that could be negative or you know same thing with these people like you know some people neglect to give people attention and you know you end up in a situation where you have to you know, tell a family member, oh, do you remember that I shoot or this mm-hmm. or that? You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and again, I, did, I didn't mean it as disrespect, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, it, it just like bugs me that people know what I do. Mm-hmm. Unless you're living on the rock. Yeah. Even people that live under a goddamn rock know no. what the fuck I do. We promote it every day. We promote right. our music equally. We promote, and we do it, you know, not in a very confusing way. Like we have a page for photography. We have a page for music and we have our individual pages that, yes, incorporate all three of those. But we're still, you know, with all of our posts, we're directing Mm -hmm. the idea of like, okay, this is for reception podcast. Mm -hmm. This is for one eye photography. This is for our Benetton apparel clothing. Mm -hmm. And this is for, you know, Benetton music. And that's the thing. Shout out to Idris Alba. Like everybody should have an Idris Alba challenge where it's like you're good at everything that you touch, mm-hmm. everything that you do. You know what I'm saying? I'm liking that guy. I think I posted it yesterday. I'm, li- I'm liking that guy more and more yeah. as the days go by. Exactly. I, You know, I put a post up the other day. I said, I'm, I'm going to kill everything I do in my own lane. I'm going to kill everything I do in your lane, no matter what you do. If you're a chef mm-hmm. and I feel like taking up cooking... I'm going to challenge you, mm-hmm. uh, even in your own field. I don't know. I don't care how long you've been doing it. If I'm passionate about it and I respect the game, you better come in knowing that I'm going to be a competitor. You know what I'm saying? You can do the whole chef thing. I can't. You know what I'm saying? I froze up when I cook in front of my dad. <laughs> nah, like, nah. 
looks like a like a drill sergeant and he's not even doing it on purpose he's just like looking over my shoe like just even having a conversation while i'm whipping up some eggs that yeah, he's yeah. just thinking you'll possibly cook and i'm like freaking out yeah but i mean your, your, like, your dad your dad like i think he's the type that we all had to start somewhere so i think mm-hmm. he would only he would respect that you even approach mm-hmm. it but he's not even telling me anything. I'm just like freaking out because, because he's he, a chef, and it's like a I'm child. Like, it's but a child has to mess up or like they have to fall to learn how to walk. So it's like no. But what I'm saying is, it's fucking eggs. The easiest thing you could possibly do, and I'm doing things that I don't normally do because yeah. he's watching me. Gotcha. So it's like you're using a pan, right? And I typically use like a one of those. Uh, what would you call those things? Like it's kind of like the ones with like the a whisk, the rubber spatula. Tip. So it's like a rubber spatula. Okay. That's usually what I whip up my eggs with because you can't use a metal thing to like, uh, yeah. what would you call those uh, pans with the black? Oh, like a Teflon pan? Right. Like a nonstick. And that day I'm using a fucking fork. Uh, He's like, that oh, were, that you can't, use a, you can't yeah. use a fork on this. I'm like, no, I normally don't do this. You I'm know like, what? Yeah, it, okay. It's, it's the same kind of like, you're supposed to be a professional vintage like, uh, mover of antiques and you like scratch everything mm-hmm. that's like the same on the the only day you scratch something is like right in front of but the you owner. know what that is oh my god you know it's funny you say that because it's like i feel it's like that um you know how we talk up game right now where we're like i'm the best photographer this this and that and it'll be that one moment you're in front of a client that's like super well known and you know what I'm saying and you if, fuck up and you, you, you forget to adjust the ISO yeah you something like that and <laughs> each thing comes overexposed mm-hmm. so I, I definitely understand those sentiments so I don't know how we got there what were we just talking about everything I mean you were just saying oh that the whole photography it, thing again it's like a lot of the time off. we have to prove ourselves even though it should be evident to what we do by this time again if like you see your friend proving. If you see your friend painting on his Instagram for the past 13 years and then you have somebody that's very close to that person ask, do, is there anybody out there that paints, <laughs> you know, it's, it's that same frustration of like, are you kidding? <laughs> and that's the funny thing. Cause it's like, I feel like I go the, as a creative, I understand where that, that, how that feels. Mm-hmm. So whenever I can go out to a show and support somebody, I can do, I do it. Even though I don't do it as often as I should, because we're always so super busy, but I I know what it feels like, yeah. you know. Or if somebody's selling merch, or somebody is selling some kind of service, I try mm-hmm. to, you know. One of my boys owns a an auto body shop. Mm-hmm. I don't go anywhere else but there now That's to get an, even the smallest like oil change or whatever. So, you know, I, it's just just supporting your friends, supporting small businesses, because if you don't get the support from your family and friends who are really going to support exactly. you and, and i and i put a, you. i put a post up to the asset stop being jealous of people in their ween- winning season you don't know what they lost in their losing season and it's basically like when the cameras are not rolling we're going through hell <laughs> you know it's it's tough to get bookings it's hard for people to actually you know it's an honor when people give us the chance to shoot their wedding you know what i'm saying it's it's a big task at hand it's, it's a lot of responsibility and we love that people you know come to us to encapsulate that day and capture the vision and you know like for again to get deposits for people to come through and like it's hard to make a living in general um again in these industries that we've chosen so again everything is always welcome and it's always um a very humbling experience 
So I said, you know, like sympathy and empathy, if you guys can gravitate to those emotions more often, I think that should be the wave. I said that to a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? If you have sympathy and empathy, sometimes you can put yourself in people's shoes for a split second and realize like, you could, again, none of this is easy. If I see a ballet dancer, I know they're putting in a lot of training time to do what they do. Um, if you guys see a break dancer, if you see a DJ, you know, and they're really good at what they do, they're putting in a lot of time. They've sacrificed a lot of things in their lives to be who they are and accomplish what they're doing right now. And it's not overnight. It never is with any of these people. And if it is, some people can adapt quicker than others. But again, um, you know, appreciate your craft, appreciate other crafts and, you know, s always know that there's room for all of us and that you can learn so much from other people instead of hiding secrets. Cause we're always, if you're good enough, you're always going to end up in the same room as somebody else at the top. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I hate people. <laughs> I feel you, man. It's, it's so frustrating. And I don't think it ever, you know, um, you're like, I've asked people if they know Drake overseas sometimes. They don't know who he is. You know what I'm saying? For me, that could be frustrating because it's like in America or other places, you know, you put in a lot of hard work to be the best. But then some other people in other places don't care, don't mind to find out who you are, this or that. So there's always going to be that challenge. Like, we all want to be like, you know, Instagram makes us feel famous in our minds. I hate Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these things. So, so. much. It's a very uh, competitive, it's a very shallow market. And if you are somebody that has very, that has depth to themselves um, from a business standpoint, I know if you guys are tuning in, if you're listening right now, you understand those frustrations that Jay is expressing or that I've expressed in the past. So, um, you know, a lot of times we, I got to also be grateful for, you know, when Jay's feeling frustrated like that, or I feel frustrated, I'm going on my rants. We have each other to be like, listen, we got bigger fish to fry, you know? Fuck these people. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they don't know your worth, King. They don't know. <laughs> and, it, it, you know, these these things are also very parallel with um, what we spoke about in the beginning of the podcast, where you have black culture, where it's like black culture gave us so much. You know, everybody lives and breathes back black culture in some type of way or form every day without you realizing it and at the same time one one thing goes wrong and you you know you rather you rather give that stigma to that whole community that whole you know part of our species to to say that okay now you fucked up that's that you get that award you get the fucked up award but you don't get the you know you help to put this together or contributed, you know, and I think it's stupid for anybody, anything, you know, well, who was it? Uh, was it Tom Cruise or like Spike Lee just won Spike Lee, Spike Lee just won a Grammy. Spike Tom. and Tom, was it Tom Cruise? No, no, it's it was, Oscar. Uh, no, not the, or yeah, the, the Academy Oscar, Award, the yeah. Academy, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. right? Leo, Leo is, I know one of Jay's favorite actors, but we all know he's a great actor. 
why did he have to wait so long compared to other people that might have not have been even in par? I never understood the Oscars. Like, everybody that wins, I've never even heard of, like, the movie or whatever it is. But this is that same energy and spirit that neglects you for your greatness that is running that type of show. They have no clue what real talent is. They just go based off of popularity and polls. So, again, when something is great or a hit on the radio, we're all being programmed to make stupid things. Because you never know what a hit's gonna be, mm-hmm. you know. You never know what's gonna take over and be the vibe. It's. I think a lot of people just have to be true to themselves, and to me, like that brings the color the world never seen. Mm-hmm. So, just to end this real quick, you know what the um, thing that pops into my head mm-hmm. whenever I see somebody like overlooking us, and then they <laughs> they go with person B. Uh-huh. Or group B yeah. to get, let's say, photos, right? Yeah. They overlook us for a wedding or something. Yeah. They go with the cheaper per, the cheaper option. Mm-hmm. So they get cheaper quality, right? Okay. Shittier quality. <laughs> when you see the final product, <laughs> you ever watch Black Panther? Yes. <laughs> when Killmonger comes to the end and he goes, is this your king? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you feel. Every time I look at the photo, that's what runs through my head. Is this your king? Are you happy? <laughs> I also, but I also had a discussion with my mentor about this, and we were discussing that most people, unfortunately, like they do care for quality, but only to an, a certain extent. Like people understand a standard of quality to a certain extent, and then it stops past our knowledge of what quality is within the big spectrum spectrum of mm-hmm. things. So, so I come are used to like a certain bar. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's people are used to a certain bar. And if you surpass that bar, it's so, um, the quality, so over, over blowing. It's, or it, it's kind of like they have no reference or understanding of the quality you're showing them. Or it's kind of like, it's weird. Like you, you can have a nice camera and have you ever seen like you shoot something and you show somebody you're like, mm-hmm. ah, wow, that's really cinematic. Mm-hmm. How do you know that's, like by default, that's cinematic. There's something that people could relate to. Mm. So it comes down to if you surpass that and you're just like, this is AK, can you tell that it's raw and you start going into the, all those forms? That's not going there because you'll have the old lady or the old man at the wedding that's like, look at my phone. You see how it has a blurry background too? I can do that. And then, meanwhile, the portrait mode on the iPhone like blurs out the corner of the exactly subject, and it's just like so. When they're not paying attention, that their phone, if they were to blow that picture up, you lose quality because of compression and bit depth and this and that. People have no understanding of that, Mm -hmm. and then in a sense, they don't know what they're doing, but by default, they're already degrading or lessening the value of your work. Mm -hmm. And again we live in a very competitive market people what's the big what, what what's one of the biggest names in fast food mcdonald's okay is that good for you no is it quality no is it successful absolutely there you go <laughs> so this is what i get to all the time mm-hmm. within the within the market when i said people you, don't care for quality oh here you, we go again breaking shit man you beat me to the food reference because I was trying to make a food reference before you made it to it. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what it is. And, you know, he basically told me 
um, you're already in a mindset and people are gravitating towards you because you have a certain standard of quality yourself. Mm-hmm. They don't understand it. They're just attracted to it for some reason. Mm-hmm. You don't always understand what you're attracted to. Relationships, just think about those in general. So when you when you enter this world, you're just like, okay, you're still going to do a great job, but you shouldn't be going as far as you are sometimes because you're, you're, you're you're adding on extra work for yourself when somebody was ready to receive it at stage one. Mm. Our, your friend and our friend, Santi, mm-hmm. um, I was very meticulous with editing his engagement shots. And he'll be fine with me sharing this. I said, did you like the, the edits? He's like, honestly, I love the raws that you gave me. So for me, that gave me perspective on people love already how it's shot and composed Mm -hmm. and they don't see the color differences and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And what you've noticed from this past fashion week, Jay took, Jay's very on par with what he does and he's very meticulous and he has a fine eye for detail and I appreciate that about him. But I told him, take two steps back with this, this time, Mm -hmm. because he does this with me a lot musically and stuff like that. And I find it works to my advantage and he did it. And the client was, Mm -hmm. And my plan was to do that anyway, just mm-hmm. so it could be more efficient. That's it. Where I don't go, because I'm pretty efficient with everything that we do, especially during fashion week. Yeah. Um, when I get the photos, I'm getting like 1,500 photos yep. from one show. So I'm going through 1,500 photos. And within an hour and a half to two hours, I'm going through the best of the best, picking mm-hmm. two to three best photos of each look, maybe four. Uh-huh and putting them in a folder yeah going through that folder one more time which is like another 70 to 100 photos that i've mm. broken down from 1500 and i'm going into each photo rotating them cropping them mm-hmm. adjusting some of the highlights shadows colors blah 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 and i'm getting what how many shows it was like one two this is about the second show has about three. nine shows right nine so shows. i did nine shows yeah so if you Put all that together must be at least eight thousand photos maybe yeah. ten thousand photos that i'm going through and they'll pick what two to three looks from each mm-hmm. show and we'll come up to a total of like 200 photos but see you, you gave the people a standard that they're used to this time mm-hmm. and it was more receptive because right. by default they can associate and it was less work it was less work so for me there is there is communities out there that appreciate great films great actors all those in between but a lot of the times it's like with music blockbusters it's not the best dialogue that gets the most attention there's so many films that have so much depth and the dialogue and all the scripts are like so meticulous in the way that they were written but then you have men in black and that hits and it's a blockbuster and i'm that's no shade to men in black but it's so simple man like it's just action, mm-hmm. it's funny lines, and this and that. And then when you have something that like uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you watch that in five different languages and the story changes for each time mm-hmm. because of how it was written and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a lot more depth and detail. Mm-hmm. So nobody's a lot, alone. A lot of big movies I feel like are really good at doing what we're doing with our music where mm-hmm. it's like, it's easy digestible for the average goer. Mm-hmm. But it's still complex enough for the person that's paying attention to detail to enjoy it. 
and to appreciate it. Because you have the guy that like sits on his couch all day watching movies that ends up being a critic or somebody that can actually write a review that can influence everybody's minds mm -hmm. to the person that had to put up maybe a life savings for the movie. He had to work on this movie for the past two to three years. You had to make sure that every line and every sound bit and every stage lighting was set perfectly. Then you got to edit for another year and then you got to make sure that everybody involved is credited and paid and that you're going to make most of your money back for somebody to give you like a half-assed review on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what I'm saying? So like people don't understand that because they're not involved and this is where again sympathy and empathy is something where if something's like crap crappy and like the masses feel it you can see it as a professional somebody that's average can see it it's an energy that speaks you know what i'm saying but something sometimes there's things in a formula and it's because they're relatable or somebody else said it was good that this catches on you know what i'm saying it becomes mm -hmm. This thing. So again, I want to say all you creators out there, all you artists, all you professionals, you're never alone. You know, you're not the only ones where your clients are adding, you know, Instagram filters to your photos that you worked on for hours on end. And, you know, they were giving you a hard time about the post-production, uh, you know, money that you were charging them. And then, you know, there's people out there that, you know, you're mixing their song for hours and they hit you with, eh, I like it, I guess. You know, so, you know, there's there's a lot of things that will upset you and anger you, but just know, again, stay true, keep loving what you do, and there will be that one person, just like the loved ones in your life that you've come across, that will appreciate you for what you do and will recognize it and their love alone will take your work to another level. So, yes. So, I'm going to switch the topic real quick. Okay. So, there's this guy I saw on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I think he lives in Texas. Okay. Looks like a white guy, but I think he might be Middle Eastern. What flag is that? The little tiny flag. Uh, I wanted to say, it either looks Indian or Turk. Not not maybe Turkish. Just say like Iran or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, so this guy on Twitter posted himself, I guess, reciting a sixteen that he wrote. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Yes. Bless you. And give him all the props in the world for putting this up in a public public. Yeah, I looked uh, it up. He's fashion. Iranian. Okay. So this guy posts something right, mm -hmm. and he's going in. I'm going to play a little bit of it and you guys be the judge of it. Okay. Because me as a hip hop lover. Okay. A fan of lyrics. Mm -hmm. Fan of flows. Mm -hmm. I enjoy this kid. Nice. But the, the comment that I see somebody reposting, it goes, dog, every white person rap like Logic or Eminem. Mm. There's no in between. Okay. You're the in between. <laughs> I would say so. And I feel this guy's the in between. I always said as a as a as a white rapper, I've always I've appreciated not even when they first came out, but in the long run, you end up appreciating people like Eminem. Uh, on the first podcast, I spoke about Lee Harvey, which didn't sound like Eminem at all or Logic. Mm -hmm. um, you have people like G Easy, which 
I don't know. I find that a lot of white rappers, I personally have a very nasally voice, but they have a very squeaky nasally voice. Mm -hmm. And I found that when I do rap, I like to have uh, a smooth, more sensual, more swaggy, um, like, you know, voice to my approach. So, like, I love rappers like Nas. I love rappers like Fabulous that like have that undeniable like you're cool type of vibe mm -hmm. and i said as a white rapper i always wanted to come into the game like that mm -hmm. and give that that vibe rather than hi my name is <laughs> you know what i'm saying you just don't mm -hmm. want that so like so i mean that brings me to two points first point is breaking down this guy's comment mm -hmm. it's an well first it's a defensive thing where he already is already a prejudice yeah, and that's where I was going. So people are so quick to be negative about something. I bet you he didn't even listen to the whole thing, number nah. one. number uh, Mainly because I listen to the whole thing, and I'm trying to figure out where he sounds like Logic and where he sounds like Eminem. Nah. Well, the, the thing, is, thing is, the guy's like uneducated because, first of all, he's Iranian, so he's like... That's my point. First of all, he isn't white. He has the flag right there. Right. So he didn't even take the the time to pay attention to detail. If you're going to speak negatively about somebody, this is the same do your person that doesn't care to know that you're a photographer. Do your homework. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm going to play this real quick. Mm -hmm. It's a little under two minutes, but I'll play a little bit so you can get the point. What's the name of the? Art? I think his name is. Hold on. On Twitter, he goes by Aria. Okay. R I A R I E A. Okay. So this is what he sounds like. So off the jump, he tone wise doesn't sound like him. Doesn't sound nasally. No. Has some bass in his voice. I thought he was from Patterson. You know what? You know what's crazy to me too. That's super dope. But it's crazy when people make comments. Hold on. I just love that flow when he no. switched it up after the fast flow. Hold on. Uh. Hey. No, what I was going to say is that people think that they're dissing somebody when it's like, oh, everybody sounds like Logic and Eminem. Mm -hmm. Those are two artists that are on top of the world. They have created some of the most crazy hits and bangers that everybody knows. Like, mm -hmm. So you're already giving a compliment when you're thinking that you're trying to you know, hit somebody sideways. I think that's whack. I think another thing is um, the beauty about our day and age and the great points of social media is that you can have you, he has a voice right he's not insecure about his 
his rapping voice. So in a sense, at the end of the day, somebody like Logic or whatever, you get a uniqueness, you get a different perspective. Like what I was saying is like nerd fashion of hip hop wasn't really popular back in the day because you had to conform to a certain standard. Now you have so many different perspectives on life and, you know, from artists music that like there's people at Comic-Con that heavily bump Logic because he comes from that culture of nerdiness and mm-hmm. appreciating anime and all these other things. So people can relate to that when maybe you couldn't do that with DMX back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe you couldn't do that with Jay-Z. So I love the variety of different artists we come across and the different voices. And I think voices are really important because, you know, it it's, it's what makes Old Dirty Bastard Old Dirty Bastard. Like, I haven't heard another rapper like Old Dirty Bastard, like how like Mystical takes that James Brown type of vibe and makes it into a rapping voice that's like, incredible or you have mop you have buster rhymes you have whoever you want to go down the list you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um and like new rappers like kendrick lamar is the perfect example of just an artist a person comfortable with what they do and he's created another um standard Mm -hmm. of quality through what he's done why doesn't he get compared to Eminem? Because I think with voice inflections and the way he recites his lyrics, 100%. sometimes there's a lot of Eminem influences there's in there. Stu- there's you have to black. St- yeah, you exactly. But so. the thing is, you have to study. You have to study the greatest to be one of the best. And you've yeah. had a lot of pre- the the thing I hate about this is that you have thousands of predecessors. Yeah, so you're bound to sound 100%. somewhat like one of them. Hip hop is based off of biting, right? I'm not the first person to say it. There's it's so not many... even biting. I feel like it's more emulating. It's emulating. The people that you respect. It's taking things that you like from any art form mm-hmm. and building your own. Like, right. how many people look like the combination? How many Basquiat's are out there that want to be a Basquiat in the art world? How many people want to be, you know, like uh, the New Age Picasso and all this other stuff or Andy Warhol. Like it's all about pop culture and like what was successful. And that's what we go off of the industry that you see that's out there, like the Drake's and all that. It all comes from like, who does he get big up all the time? He bigs up Bilal. He hits up like he bigs up little brother. There's people that have been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why they were successful. So it's like, you know, if if you're if you're in the stock market and you wear a three piece suit every day or you wear a suit in general, it's part of the game. It's like for you to get business, it's you have to understand your math. You have to be uh, logical in your, you know, your addition and your mathematics of how you're entering and taking risks. Like there's a reason why things are successful and why things work to people's advantage. Mm-hmm. So like if you're a guy that guy has no clue about music. He just buys music or he doesn't. Even, I don't feel like somebody that made that comment has an appreciation for music at all. Mm-hmm. If if not people like there's no respect there. So mm-hmm. like but again, he's going to end up at the top with his comment mm-hmm. because it's like, again, trolling wins at the end of the day in 2019. Because so. he got 18,000 retweets and 77,000 likes. Yeah, and the original post, which is the guy posted his stuff, mm-hmm. 8,000 retweets. 
8,000 retweets to 39,000 likes. For me, it's like what? Like, which I feel the rap was way better than. Yeah, yeah. What I wouldn't do for those numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care if that oh, guy. Wait, hold up. If that guy was in Especially my the comments. The guy at the beginning. Okay, never mind. He was shouting out his boy in the beginning. If that guy ends up in my comments, it's like, wow, like at least you took a I took a moment out of your day. When you think about that person has that much negativity to say, but he took the time to open up his, you know, <laughs> his his uh type type, you know, his typing board, mm-hmm. write all those letters, press enter and all that, you already have the honor of having that person's attention. Mm-hmm. It's like and that's the funny thing is that people will go out of their way to leave a negative comment as opposed to digesting and appreciating anything. That's you know it. what I mean? That's it, it. it they f- misery loves company that's at it. the end of the day. That's it. Bet you this person can't write a dope sixteen. No, he probably can't even write, period. <laughs> he probably reads on a third grade level. <laughs> I mean I mean in his defense he did write a pretty good I mean he he wrote a good sentence. Yeah, no typos or anything. Right, so. That's cool. But it's not at least even, he got that going for him. It's not even for us to judge the guy that was like we he got too much attention for us to be talking about him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's I'm like, more trying to highlight homie. No, homie homie has talent. I wish it's undeniable. I'm pronouncing it the right way. A R I E A underscore B A S T A M I. Shout Check out, him out. Shout out dope. and shout out to Summer Walker. Like she was, she's been part of our gallery. She just got the remix for "Girls Need Love" too with uh, Drake. Drake. Yeah. So, so if she didn't get the recognition before, she's gonna get it now. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, I guess that's a great segue for uh, that gallery. Yes. No tech talk today. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna go straight into the gallery. Um, do you have anybody you want to highlight before I do? There's an artist um that I know of. He is incredibly talented. He came out to our show. I introduced you to him, I believe, for the first time. His name is Ashley Supreme. And Ashley Supreme um has this very unique style of drawing and painting where he he's created these characters. Like it's you can tell it's from his mind. Um, it's very, like I said, unique in style. Um, it does have a little bit of um, Japanese anime type of uh, energy to it. and But he takes it from people he's encountered in his life. Or, um, you know, let me actually, I can show you guys an example. Uh, you know, last last Christmas or the Christmas two years ago, he lost his mother. Hmm. Um, he's of Haitian descent. He's a very introverted but cool cat. Um, very humble, and I hope to see him, you know, selling his work in like huge galleries because I really feel like he deserves it. So, if you guys bear with me, I'll let Jay, um, you know, give his two cents, and I'm gonna show you guys this photo. Yeah, when you mentioned the introvert part, um, when I met him, I kind of got those vibes. Um, but I have seen the piece before and, um, super dope and, uh, he has a vibe to it. You know what I mean? Um, and I've seen him on Instagram too. Um, I think he follows our individual pages and also the Benetton page. So, so I got two, I got two pieces he printed for me. I don't know the names of the work, but if you guys could see this, I don't know if you guys could see that. That's one piece. Check the camera, please hold. Looks pretty good. Cool. So for me, 
um i i was always like a big fan of like zelda and some of his characters look like the fairies or the spirits from um you know that like link encounters which i love i don't know who he based this off of i don't know who this person is in his life he always again it's somebody that's like motivated him or like had some type of importance in his life but this one I don't even know if this is the one that he represented off of his mom or something, but it has a very heroic and I don't know if you guys can see this one too. I just really love the work. There's like something, you know, it's just super raw to it. And uh, again, you guys can follow him on Instagram. I'm going to bring it up for you. So there might be an underscore or something like that, but here we go it's actually under black and blue spelled as is black and blue underscore seven and it will come up as ash supreme and again he has all his characters i think he's gotten into the world of digital rescanning and coloring in his photos there's like a new vividness to his work and just show him support he'll send you prints um I don't know his pricing offhand. Um, I just know what he priced his work for me. And mm -hmm. I always thought it was more than reasonable. So I always show support when there's uh, somebody that inspires me. And that is my gallery artist of the day. Pow. So moving on to mine. Uh, hold on. My playlist is like 400 songs long, so it's hard to get to the bottom. No, it's all good. I feel like I should keep that there. Just like, bam. Um, so there's two people or two things I want to shout out. Gotcha. One, like I usually do one. I'm just giving you a friendly reminder too, because for some reason, I remember this from our last podcast, last podcast uh -huh. is that you want to give a shout out to Jacob Barreto. The hairstylist from Moncler. I didn't. No, you said you would go more into detail. I don't know. You said something like that, but we can say that again for whenever. But <laughs> I haven't edited the last one, so I don't know what gotcha, I said. Gotcha. But I guess we we can shout him out now. Um, he's a dope um hairstylist that I eventually want to go to, just to you know do a little ditty on my head. Uh oh. <laughs> We're going to have to tell. <laughs> a little ditty, not a little duty. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he seems like a super positive dude. I don't know where we know him from. But I hope Samuel's not listening. <laughs> Probably is, but um, I would never cheat on him like that. Barbers are like. I know. They take it to heart. Like worse than girlfriends. No, I think. Mean, but think about it. No, cheating like, on your barber is worse than cheating on your girlfriend. If you have somebody that comes to you for photos all the time and then they mm -hmm. go for the dude that says, hey. Hey, listen. Just got a new camera. Listen, man. As long as the quality's there, okay. I can't hate. Okay. Like that dude you sold our last camera to. I'm like. So if your <sighs> girlfriend goes with another dude and she said, "Yo, hey, you're like the quality was there." I can't really hate on it, right? <laughs> you can't really. Hate. <laughs> She's yours now, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I, I respect the quality. <laughs> I like how you open that door. <laughs> if young ma takes your girl, you matter now. Oh, damn. I saw it happening. <laughs> I saw it happening. I can't even be mad. I can't even be mad. <laughs> you, like know, you got it. You got it. Especially when young M.A. puts on the strap. It's uh -huh. like, 
it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? She's just that's like a play on words. Leg. That's what I'm saying. Once you put on a strap, it's a wrap. That's it. It's a wrap. She put on the strap for her and for you if you want to oh play. Oh my god. <laughs> Hashtag get the strap. Hashtag <laughs> caught you sideways. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not fighting. Young, I feel like Young and Make could beat me up. I don't know. And take my girl at the same time. What if you saw Idris Alba walking out your house with your mom? I can't be mad at that. You're either. not mad at it. No. Hashtag. I wouldn't even be mad. Terrible reception <laughs> podcast. Hashtag can't be mad at it. Can't be mad at it. You know what I'm saying? If it was like my mom walking out the house with like. Blue face, I'd be upset. It's kind of, but sometimes it can be upsetting. Just like that other guy from that other podcast mentioned, you're like, "Oh shoot, David Beckham's dating my mom." He's like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" <laughs> yeah, but you just about Alba Can't be has mad like, at that. he has more um, bass to his voice. He does. He does. You know what's funny? I'll play little footy. <laughs> play little footy. That's how he talks. <laughs> um the funny thing is that I have a group chat with a couple of my friends, right? Yeah. And um, on GroupMe, when GroupMe was popping. Yeah. Um, so we you have the ability of changing the default photo, right? Gotcha. So around the time we had that group chat was around that time. I don't know if you noticed a couple of years ago, um, Idris Alba had like a, a photo of his pee-pee. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like a dick print. Really? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And I'm like, God damn, <laughs> somebody in the group chat made that the default photo. Don't let my mom come across this photo, <laughs> all I'm saying. Idris Alba with his python. Anyway. <laughs> python. Speaking of Idris Alba, perfect segue. Oh, man. The song I want to shout out is... Can I get recognition of Segway King? Segway King. I just picture you driving a Segway <laughs> down the street really, really fast with a helmet on. <laughs> You're going like two miles per hour. And like, it's like, oh, man, that kid... Uh, <laughs> So Kim must need help. Um, this is a song by Wiley. Okay, I believe he's a producer out of a London. I think a London. London. You sound like you're from London. London. <laughs> Hold on, I wanna. Where is he from? So I could get this right. Do 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 do. God forbid the day Wiley. we actually become popping and famous. People are going to do all their history on each of these episodes and they're going to point out every single time we messed up. You know that. You Boasty. know that. Boasty. He's from London. There you go. Perfect. He's a lot older than I thought. He's 40 years old. Really? Black don't crack. He looks great. Nice. Uh, so Wiley is a producer out of London and he produced this song called Boasty. 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 Let me look up the meaning of Boasty. I want to be the first white guy. You know how like they say black don't crack. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to like I want to come up with a cool saying for white people like white take flight. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like he can actually jump. Doesn't have a nice ring. to It it. doesn't have a nice ring. But I want to prove to everybody that like, yo, white people can take good care of their skin. White people can season their chicken well. White Mm -hmm. people can jump. You know who's aging aging pretty well? Who? Richard Gere. Richard Gere. He's been old for centuries. Yeah, but is it somebody that's always looked old and like you don't bother to care? Probably. I guess that was a bad example. (laughs) You know who, I mean, you know who was aging really well, but unfortunately when he passed away was uh, the guy from uh, Fast and Furious. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Paul Walker did it. People didn't know that Paul Walker was maybe like 43 44 mm-hmm. for a white guy i don't maybe he has other you know whatever in him but 
Yo, what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe he was like a little Hispanic and it was working to his advantage or whatever. But I think he was aging really well for a white guy. You looked at him. He looked like he was a young, young dude. You know what I'm saying? What do you think? No, you saw. Him no, he was. Guy? He was aging pretty well. Oh, okay. Leonardo um, DiCaprio. I think he's aging pretty well. He's starting to crack a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But when you do, you know. So I looked up the word boasty. And I don't know if this is what the definition is over in London. If anybody from London's checking us out, please London let town, us know. Let us know. So boasty is an adjective for a person with a tendency to boast a tendency to boast mm-hmm. about themselves, sometimes taking it too far. I think I think um, So cocky, egotistical, conceited. I think it was definitely that was the concept of the song, because if you listen to it lyrically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So side note, and I know we're going on a tangent here, but Remember the song that I shouted out a couple podcasts ago? The Diplo song with the French dude? Yes. What was his name? Niska? hmm And when you broke down the lyrics of the song, it kind of completely ruined it for me. I still listen to it, but now it's a hundred times more violent than yeah, I thought. it's a little more violent. <laughs> so apparently the song is about killing cops? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like it's being very street. and again, Like most French hip-hop, songs and rap music are always um been politically driven so it's always against the cops like there's a group it's like fuck the police type thing exactly <clears throat> there's a group called ntm like n t m and i feel like i've seen that before. in french it stands for nique ta mère which is fuck your mother that's like, oh my god that's a name so they abbreviated fuck your mom so it'd be like uh what's my F- mom gotta do with this it'd be <laughs> fym over here so like if they said fym you know what it is and, fighting. and even though with that name for a group like it's always been like you know there's a lot of um you know how we call pigs uh mm-hmm. cops pigs in the u.s right over there they're chickens <laughs> so like you have artists like booba that mm-hmm. says you know i love my chickens rotisserie style Damn. you know what i'm saying so like it's there's it's always against uh, the government officials and it's always against cops that ruin thing for people mm-hmm. in you know the country so I guess um, I should have put that together because the title of the song is Boom Bye Bye. Yeah. So they're, they're talking about how they get rid of, you know, cops if they come mm-hmm. to their hood. Yeah. But they did it in a very playful It's very it's way. such a nice song. Yeah. Now I'm like supporting the killing of... <laughs> anyway. Boasty. Boasty. By Wiley featuring Idris Alba. And I think there's a remix featuring Sean Paul and... Um forget who the other artist is the female artist it has to be j balvin <laughs> no the j balvin would sound dope on this though i know that's what makes it really international like once j balvin jumps on boasted your worldwide hit you know you got one he's like he's like the new age pitbull like if, you, if he ends up on your record you got a remix yeah buddy so Boasty. Boasty. Pretty dope song. They're working on a video now, so he posted it on his Instagram. I'm super excited about it just to see how swagged out he is. I love the refreshing uh, sound that mm-hmm. like Hopefully I love I love when Hopefully we don't get flagged. Very universal sound, very Caribbean sounding. Yeah. 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 Hopefully it's like listening to reggae flagged. when you listen to people from London, like it's uh, so dope, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just refreshing uh, to hear a different uh, slang and yeah. accent. Yeah. I always appreciated like British accent. Yeah. It sounds like what Nicki Minaj always wants but to But when you like. when you're a British singer, 
like say you're the Beatles, you can't tell if sometimes the British are just English. Yeah, I always that's think what, that's That's why I always appreciated about um, British rappers. Yeah, yeah, they always their accent always cuts through. Yeah, yeah. So that's the song that I'm bumping to quite a bit, and um, I also wanted to shout out an up and coming guy. Okay. Um, it's a guy I discovered on our Instagram. I think we've been following him. I guess fatefully. I don't want to say accidentally. Okay. <laughs> but he posted a clip the other day, which I thought was pretty dope. Um, he's a pretty cool artist. I checked out some of his work on uh, iTunes and Google Play or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, his name is Jay himself. J A E himself. That's funny that you came across him. Yeah, right? Jay himself came across. Jay himself. Jay himself. <laughs> and then you have Spider Man meme. <laughs> That's one of my favorite memes. I know it works so well for so many situations. <laughs> We're on Instagram, like, and then we started following each other. And Jesus, <laughs> I should have sent him that meme. That would have been funny. Yeah, right. I don't think he would have got it though. It's deep, maybe. But um, I appreciate his style. Um, appreciate his uh, work ethic. Okay. And he seems very personable and such a nice guy. At least from the conversations we've had. But um. This one's called Devil on the Treadmill, so he has an appreciation to lyrics, flows, concepts. Don't flag us, man. We're trying to help you out. (laughs) But yeah, he's pretty dope, man. I checked out his project at the gym the other day, and, you know, Devil on the Treadmill Mm. is something I was bumping while on the treadmill. That was dope. (laughs) Not calling myself the devil or anything but um i'm gonna post his uh instagram in the video there's too many uh parallels in your guys world where you're listening to devil on treadmill on a treadmill jay himself discovered found jay, jay himself. himself i don't know i feel like you know i want to see how the plot thickens you know what i'm saying <laughs> plot thickens the moon right you got you better watch out when he creates a track, so, you know, he, he might have a title that's like, damn, do you really want to listen to this? Because his Yo. title might might dictate your life. And this will be an episode of what Black Mirror. What if mm. we're on a track together? Oh, my God. And we call it Jay himself. Discovers Jay himself. Or you're on, on the treadmill. If you were <laughs> on the a, devil. If you end up on a track and it's called Who Lasts? explain please so basically you're on a track and it's Ah. like it's like a rap battle type track where you're going back and forth on bars and then i don't know if you can or if if we're both on a treadmill (laughs) and see who gets tired first (laughs) i was gonna say man (laughs) now that'd be a crazy episode of black mirror where everything you find or his songs dictate your life yo that's wild yeah i feel like i've seen that somewhere might I don't know. Bosey. Bosey. <laughs> so I think that's enough love for Idris Elba for today, right? All right. Should I make him my Mac Man Crush Monday? I was. I, I thought you were <laughs> going to say, like, should I make him my background on my Mac? <laughs> that too. With a Python picture? <laughs> I don't know if I'm a, you know, I'd be like every I'm time. I'm going to look I'm, it up for the ladies that are watching the podcast. Oh, Hold on, girls. I got you, girls. Damn. Hold on. Idris Elba. Hopefully, like. Did you actually type in Python? Hold on. Hold on. If I die, don't look up my search history because it'll just be like porn and Idris Apple's penis. Oh, my God. 
I'm literally typing Idris Elba dick print. Damn. Damn. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the photo. Ah, here it is. Oh. And it's with dark pants, bro. Damn. Come on, man. Damn, man. Literally. Literally. <laughs> it's probably like something in his pocket, too. It's probably like, well, I don't know. <laughs> you girls make decide. A, you're trying to make excuses now. <laughs> <laughs> see if it focuses on there so I've been having a tough time with this oh it's focusing hold on <laughs> oh it's focusing here hold it <laughs> so that's for the girls you see it <laughs> there you go that's for you girls but anyway that's for you girl shout out Idris Alba. he's gonna be in that new movie with uh you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody like him, I can't hate on. You know what I'm saying? If you have the dick print going for you, if you have <laughs> the, if accent. You, the accent, uh, you dress well, you just won an Oscar, you can cook, you can rap. I want, I'm feeling like Idris. You know what I'm saying? I want to feel like Idris every day. I want people, I want to be, whoa, I was going to say, I want to be in people's mouths like Idris. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I want people talking about me like Idris. Hey. You know what I'm saying? So He just looks like he's having fun with everything that he does. We're going to make the Idris challenge. If you feel mm -hmm. that you're good at at least five things, let us know. Leave a comment on what Boom. you think that you're good at and hashtag Idris challenge. <laughs> All right? So that's that's what it is for this week. Hashtag boasty. Hashtag boasty, hashtag print. <laughs> Deep print. Deep print. What was that? Visible. Yeah, please don't post VP, that on our page. VPL. What? VPL. VPL. Visible penis line. <laughs> really? That sounds like Somebody very. That one. I, I think feel Amy like was you... the one that was like, doesn't let me wear gray shorts. Oh, wow. Because of my VPL. <laughs> That sounds like something that would give you an instruction like book at a new job to like, uh, turn to page 30. We're going to read about VPLs today. And you're <laughs> like, definitely what? from HR. Yeah, right. No HR sweatpants. So they'll see your VPL. Oh, yeah. Well, very inappropriate for the guess workplace. What? There is no more pencil skirts allowed. <laughs> he, people, Especially for you, Idris. <laughs> yeah. That thing will hang on there. Even, even if Idris is wearing a pencil skirt, he'd be like, boasting. <laughs> that thing will swing. <laughs> like a clock you would think they would probably hire him where they're like you know what we're gonna use that for the new lion king we need to we need to use it as some like you know like uh some graphics yeah <laughs> all right that's enough damn it's enough man we gave him too much to be boasty about yeah let's let's nah. let's wrap this up oh that's the worst way to end it let's wrap this up <laughs> You don't even realize what you did. The penis jokes continue. God damn it. <laughs> oh, it's so hard to end this when you're having so much fun. My mom's going to get a kick out of this because I know she has the hard, hardest Idris Alba she crush. The hardest female boner for this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she, but she, my mom, like, she knows him as the character Luther. Yeah. So she's like, I love Luther. I love me some Luther. She loves chocolate. <laughs> so shout out to idris man yeah man i hope that you know people like that get all the success in the world because yeah, they're just living their life other What's people it, are just have you listened to his do-rag talk no <laughs> do you follow him on instagram i haven't actually please do okay event <laughs> periodically he'll post like inspirational and that's things. no hate to like i don't even know he really had one like that yeah, i just see he's him pretty pop active up. too but the funny thing is that he before we uh finish this up just real quick yeah um 
he periodically pops up on Instagram and he'll be dressed like bummy as shit. Like Look maybe at that. here we go. <coughs> Following. Woo! Boom. But scroll through it and see if you can find one of his like do rag toes. Well, I have one where he looks like he just shaved, but here's a do rag. Huh? <laughs> so, um, Wiley, me, Steph London, and Sean Paul. And Sean Paul. Paul. Yeah. Okay, I love that accent. The remix of Bosey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And, uh, the link is in the bio. He said the link is yes. in the bio. It's not the uh, do rag okay, taco. I'll show you. This he is a do rag talk, real quick. He always wears a do rag, which is the funniest thing ever. But That's this is funny. a do rag talk. I mean, you gotta give, you gotta keep the waves going. <laughs> Another do rag thought, I guess. But now this is this is coming from my heart. I just want to encourage people to stay away from people who tell you to stay in your lane. All right. Hey. Let me tell you something. You, you, you've challenge. got one life to live. It's your birthright to try as many different things as you want. Birth. I get criticized for you know trying this, doing a bit of that. I love it. It's, it's, it's what I, I'm here for. If you want to try something different of your life, go for it, all right? If you're, a, if you're a painter and decorator and you want to be a boxer, you try that. If you're an boxer. accountant and you want to be a ballet dancer, you go for that. That's your birthright, okay? I get criticized by people who stay in their lane. That there we go. I haven't got the confidence to try anything else, and that's boring. Do you know that's what I mean? It. too short for that. And I, I, and, I, and I encourage you to stay away from people like that or at least challenge them. Amen. Um, and do your thing, all right? Do your thing. Don't don't get um, pigeonholed into a box. Understand? Hey, people. That, it's that, like, how do you not listen to a guy like that? That was the realest thing. I, honestly, I don't even want to say anything else after that. That wrapped yeah. up. That wrapped up the podcast. That yeah, was man. perfect. And we're joking around about it, but you know that was like this. Basically, our sentiment when yes. it comes to certain things. It's like, we we encourage all of you to step out of your comfort zone. Right. Don't be boxed in. If you want to change your whole career tomorrow. And you're confident that you can accomplish that, mm -hmm. do it. Even if you're not, if you just want to try it, see how it goes. Yeah. Do it. We have one life. We all have one life to live. That's it. All right. Well, that wraps up episode 11. Yeah. Almost a seven. Episode 11. Going back in time. Episode 711. <laughs> episode 11 of the Terrible Reception Podcast. Again, like, comment, subscribe. Turn on your little bell notification so you can know when we drop a video. Beep. Apologies for anybody that was waiting for the YouTube video. That was my bad. I for completely forgot about posting it. Um, also, leave a review. Leave a rating on Apple Music. Apple Podcasts. There we go. <laughs> and uh, also, follow us. Now that you can do it on Spotify, follow us. Yes. Like it. That way you get notifications every time we post a new episode. Yes. And so. also, um, <clears throat> in the description below... You guys can get quick links to all of our pages, uh, whether it be Facebook, our website, um, our Instagram and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have repeat that, but that's there. So check yeah. us out. Check mm -hmm. us out. Check us on our, e you know, Aegis challenge. We got a couple things going <laughs> for us, you know. Yeah, man. So keep an eye out for uh, the garden dropping next week. Yes. Um, I would say by Tuesday. Yeah. This is probably going to come out the week after. Mm -hmm. so by the time this comes out it'll be a weekend mm -hmm. um so if you haven't checked it out please check it out let us know what what you think about it. it's like i said a dip, more aggressive more darker vibes than you're used to hearing yeah. from us uh resonate is in rotation as well um and then we have opposite. another one uh, that we're working on right now that's gonna yeah. follow all those two yes sir so, so uh shout out to that uh shout out to us for being dope yes 
pat yourself on the back for once in a while. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? If you don't have somebody to do it for you, we'll do, do it, it for, for yourself. Other. Yeah, because that's going to help you uh, get across that bridge. And we'll do each other. Yep. <laughs> so that wraps up episode 11. Thank you for joining us. And yes. as usual, wait, what? That's joining us? Thank you for joining us in our little rant today. Apologies if I got a little dark towards the middle, but we try to lighten it up. We're a man crush Monday. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can't have darkness without the light and vice versa. We good. I'm ang and mono. So, like, as usual, hit him with the intro in the outro. Wow. Can you hear?